This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Bentoria.com. That's B-E-N-T-O-R-I-A.com. Now then, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm James. You will notice that there is no Lord Hillsborough tonight. Um, I understand that he's been flown out to America to take up a new role as key foreign affairs advisor to Donald Trump. Um, So you've got me looking after things in the hot seat tonight. But the good news is we do have an otherwise full-strength team. We have Daniel Fudge. Go I'll I tell you what, it was weird. I, uh, it was weird because it, I didn't hear the, uh, well, hello there at the beginning. It, it's odd. It doesn't sit well with me. I, 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 change. I deliberately don't do that so as not to sound like I'm trying to imitate someone that, let's be frank, cannot be imitated. Well, it, can you put like some kind of voice on or something? You know what I mean? Can, you, uh, can, can I visualise the top hat, the other side? I could do my posh voice if you really wanted me to, but... I don't think you. I thought, I thought you were already doing it. <laughs> I don't think you want to hear that. Uh, we have Vicky Vicvic. Good evening. Good evening, James. How are you? I'm very well. And you, my love? I'm all right, thanks. Are we going to crack on? We're we're going to crack on. If I say that once tonight, please <laughs> please slap me. Uh, and we've got Eduardo giggling in the background. That's right, yo, and I am in the flow. So pump up the volume along with the tempo. I want everybody in the house to know I came here tonight to hear the crowd go. Boosh, 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 Sergio Boosh. Boosh, 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 Sergio Boosh. I've been waiting for that the entire season, and now he's out on loan and scoring goals in a country that don't even understand the Fresh Prince. (laughs) Sorry. Good evening, everyone. Anyway, back in the world of actual Sheffield Wednesdayness. Um, that did sound boosh, a bit like Lord Hillsborough, didn't it? Boosh, Sergio, boosh, 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 sorry. 
So it seems like an absolute age, but we, we did have a match at the weekend. We played Hull on Friday night. It was um, it was a nil-nil draw. First things first, let's talk about the actual football match up until whatever happened in the 92nd minute. So um, talking about the football, good point. We went into the match, didn't we? Um, I think all with a bit of trepidation. I think everybody, especially off the back of the, the form that we'd been showing, um, I think we didn't go there looking for a draw, but I think we went there all thinking a draw would have been a really good result. And you know what? We went toe-to-toe with the best side in the division, especially on current form. Um, we we didn't let we didn't look stupid. We didn't let them outplay us. Uh, you know, we gave a really good account of ourselves. And I think over the 92 minutes, uh, we certainly were good value for a point. I think there's arguments that we could have got more. Um it was it was a really encouraging performance, wasn't it? I think there's arguments that both sides could have got more, really. I don't think yeah. either was any better than the other. I think a point was very, very well deserved. And I could imagine quite a, full, a few Hull fans maybe thinking, not so. But, you know, like you said, we stood toe-to-toe with them. We matched them and we came away with a point. That's, like James said, it's what I would have taken at the beginning of the night. And I was more than happy with that. I think I, 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 I echo all of those sentiments. I think it's a... Um, I think it's a great point. Uh, you know, we, we couldn't have asked for a lot more given our form and the week we've had. But you've got to, there's just one thing that niggles me. Brought it up on this show many, many times. Um, why do we keep doing pish against the top six? It's it's a concurrent theme right now. And if we if we want to kick on and if we want to start, you know, pushing pushing for this top, we're going to start beating the teams around us. And the, my concern is that have we not played them all now? Is that not them done? Yeah, we've, we've played them all. As of yet, we've not beaten any of the sides in the top six. The best we've done is against Hull, where we've taken a point at home and a point away. But as it stands right now, potentially we could be playing any of those teams in the playoffs. We've not beaten any of them yet this season. We've got an opportunity to maybe do it next week, and we'll talk about that a little bit a little bit later on. Um, but, you know, looking at the positives from it, it, it was there aren't many teams that are going to go there and keep a clean sheet this season, are there? No, especially with... Um, the, the you know the side that we announced, I think that most Wednesday fans were uh, um, maybe a little bit uh, extra trepidatious, having seen um, that we were going with uh, you know Palmer and Turner uh, back in the side, with Joe Bennett back in the side, having not really covered himself in glory, starting with McGeady. Um, it almost you know I, I turned to my dad uh, before the game and said, I wonder whether we're just giving this one up. But hey, you know what? Every one of those players put in a shift, and especially, you know, Palmer and Bennett, who have, uh, I think, it's so easy the way that we play to, to hammer our fullbacks for being out of position when attack turns into defence. And actually, um, we didn't. Palmer and Bennett weren't told to bomb forward as much as, as you know, we've seen our fullbacks do in the past. Um, so actually, we kept a really good shape, and that helped us shut down Hull. I, I, there isn't a single player, McGeady included, uh, that I can point out and say you didn't put in a solid seven out of ten performance at least uh, you know and the clean sheet is representative of that was anyone else disappointed as well though like when they announced the lineup i was like bennett 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 julian bennett and it wasn't <laughs> i was really sad i had to go back through my head and i was like who have we signed called bennett it's got to be julian bennett it's got to be it's got to be he's back so it's, no. it's, it's funny you should say that because we are going to discuss Julian Bennett for other reasons oh, a little brilliant. bit a little bit later on um, tonight. Awesome. Um, two talking points related to uh, our number forty-five from the game. Let's cover one of them 
quite briefly now, which was uh, the first half shot from Fernando Forestieri, which hit the woodwork, which uh, I, I was on the, it was row E, but as ever, the first two rows, there, there was no one sat on them. So we were kind of on the third row uh, and we were right behind it. And that was a hell of an effort. Yeah, I was a bit annoyed about that. Um, I had a bet on for Forestieri and Hooper to hit the woodwork. And so, yeah. Hang on, you can have bets on players hitting the woodwork. You can when it's on Sky. I've only just discovered this and it's cost me a fortune. You can bet live. You can like one of these advanced betting things. You you, You can have have bets on players you can have bets on players punching a horse. If yeah. you have, uh, if you have GaryMedinebet.com. If it's on Sky, you can. Yeah, you can. I, I, I won money on. Um, do you remember when Craig Bellamy scored for Liverpool and did the uh, golf club swing celebration? Uh, you could actually put a bet on that of whether he was going to score and do that celebration because I think he got to. He, he was in the news for hitting somebody with a golf club at that at that period in time. But um, wow. But yeah, you can bet on all sorts of crap. It's uh, it's amazing. But you know, I, I think a big talking point as well is just how much in terms of possession. Shots, shots on target, corners. I mean, they battered us. I mean, let's, let, let, you know, we did say that, you know, Holt might be agreed to get a point just like we are, just like we were um, because of the talking point that we've not addressed yet. But I think, you know, I think a nil draw of clean sheet against them is a, is a big shout. I think it's a decent result. I think it was probably fair to say it was a game of two halves because I think we had the better of the first half and the second half did feel like wave after wave of, of Hull pressure and it was a, a case of us holding steady. Um, as Eddie said, I think the you know the fullbacks put in decent shifts. I thought that Turner was really good at centre-half and for someone that had kind of dropped into the background for a bit, and I know he's had problems with injuries and, and whatnot, um, but I think he, um, for his first game back against what's probably the best forward line in the league, he did really well. Yeah, I think it's funny. I think we, we've forgotten because of his injury that um, immediately prior to, to Turner going down, him and Lees, you know, we were fating them as possibly the best centre-back pairing in this division. And they looked like they'd never been away. Uh, it was, you know, I, I honestly think that um, that, that is going to be our first choice centre-back pairing. Uh, you know, and, and given the great performance that Sasso has put in in the last few weeks, and obviously Leuven's has always been, um, you know, fairly solid, it's it's great to see that we've still got that extra level of quality coming back. So um, yeah, that, that bodes really well for, uh, for you know for our defence going forward, doesn't it? Yeah, one one downside which is is sort of linked to that a little is uh, is obviously Sammy picking up uh, another niggle, um, and as as we talk now on Wednesday, it's unclear whether or not he's going to make it for the game against Rotherham on um, Saturday. He's had a bad few weeks, hasn't he? With um, with injury problems, because I think there was a time when we were looking at him and Lees as being potentially the the centre-back pairing. I feel bad for Sammy. I think, you know, obviously he had a major, major injury very early on in his career. And I think any other player that goes out for two, three weeks at a time, you kind of just gloss over it. But the fact that he has had such a bad record with injuries and the fact that he's so good really makes it stand out when he's injured, if you know what I mean. And you almost think, oh, God, he's always injured Hutchinson. But he's not. It just, it really, really <laughs> sticks out like a sore thumb when he is. It, it, it seems that he only gets injured when he's playing uh, centre mid as well. So maybe we actually should just play him centre back and, and then, you know, just let Turner pick where, where he's going to, you know, he can play in, in nets, he can play up top, then that's fine. <laughs> you know, we've got quality. He's not Lee Bullen. <laughs> <laughs> he might yet be, who knows? Right, come on then. We've we've skirted around it a little bit now. Well, let's, just, let's just move on. Let's we've just, we've, we've on got to address... Nothing else happened. We've Haven't got to address... 
come on. It is. I know it's been a few days since, and a lot's been said about it. So, um, you know, we don't want to we, go over ground that's been covered, but we do need to talk about it. We all know what happened. Uh, Fessy getting the, uh, the the second yellow. Um, now, I've I've obviously you know, thought pretty much the same as everyone else about it this week, but um, for me, there are two two issues here. Um, now, I think everyone accepts and agrees that it was a foul. The player himself said so on TV. Um, the, the silence from the FA this week has been deafening. And I imagine there's probably lots of men in suits having lots of meetings this week, probably going, yeah, we um, we probably should um, look at that. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, I think that they will change that rule because it seems like a rule that has no logic. It's probably more of an oversight than an actual deliberate decision because most leagues in Europe, you can appeal a second yellow. Um and it, you know, it's, it's fair that it should only be the second yellow, so we shouldn't be able to appeal the sending off at Fulham because he was on a yellow. He did something stupid. He deserved it. But, right, my, my gripe is, is this, that our governing bodies for football in this country are so slow. And that's the real problem that, that's really annoyed me this week. Right? They don't do kind of making an exception. I reckon that this has been exceptional circumstances where if they wanted to, they could have done something about it. But they do it by the book and they do it slowly. And it's reminding me this of the example of, and I'm going to take you back to the World Cup in 2014. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net, Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.